Are you a sneakerhead? Yeah, boy! A baller? Ballin'. Want to know about the hottest brands you can lace up and run with? Well, get ready, because we got all the details right here. Nice take by James. Oh, he stops! LeBron James puts it down in the face of James Johnson. Kevin Durant way outside. Delivers! Kevin Durant from downtown. It's a six-point game. And it goes off to Kobe. Good ride, Kobe. Underneath. Puts his nose on the line again. Makes the basket. He's fouled. Oh, what a play. And Kobe, after he was fouled, after the ball nestled in the net, he waved to a cameraman down in front. Says, take my picture, baby. Sixers running the break. Iverson accelerating to the jam. It's kicks and bricks, where we got game on the streets, and on the court. Money's gotta be the shoes. Shoes, shoes, shoes. You sure it's not the shoes? I'm sure, Mars. Money's gotta be the shoes. And here's your host, Jamel Cutler. What up, what up? Welcome to a brand new edition of Kicks and Bricks. Joining us today is an NFL vet. He's one of the biggest sneakerheads to ever lace him up in the league. My brother, Michael Crabtree. What's up, man? Yo, 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 man. Nice to be here. Nice day. I'm, I'm, hey, the kicks and bricks. That's where it's at. <laughs> All right, man. So um, since the pandemic hit, like, what has your sneaker purchases looked like? Has it, like, halted or has it gotten worse? Well, see, me... I mean, it, it went from having 20, 20 shoes a month to like two, but it was like the two that I had to pick had to be nice. They had to be bad. You see what I'm saying? But like I say, for me, it was different because I'm just now leaving the Jordan brand. I'm still a Jordan brand forever, but you know, they used to send us 30, 40 boxes a month. You see what I'm saying? And now I go to just buying two or three you know, any Nikes, any leather forces I see overseas, some, you know, some I'm going to keep forever. So, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty much done shoe shopping. You know what I'm saying? I'm at the point where I'm just collecting, huh? So you're like officially retired at this point? In football? No, and um, in, in, the, in the sneaker world. In my shoe world? No, in, in, the, in my shoe world, not, not the sneaker world, my world. So, I mean, no, nah, I'll never be done, bro. I got a son, I got a daughter. They, they shoe games crazy. I got every shoe my son and had since he was born. So, I mean, that's what I want to hear. I'm a real uh, sneaker head, man. So, like, um, before you signed on to Jordan Brand, um, did you rock with Adidas or was it just all Nike, like brand loyalty prior to? Before I got to the league, see, man, yeah. this ain't start when we got to the league. You got to go back to, like, elementary school, middle school. Like, I was one of them cats, like, saving shoes I seen in a goodwill, whatever I like, you know what I'm saying? I took them. So, I mean, I was never, like, let's rock the Jordans type guy. I was, like, a Adidas guy because they were cheaper. And I can get them in multiple colors. So, you know, Jordan was $200, you know, a pair. You know, if I do Adidas, I can give me three pairs. You see what I'm saying? So I was switching out shoes every day and everybody was like, dang. You know, you get to high school, they looking at your shoe game like, man, you got your one pair of Jordans, I got about six pair of Nikes. You know what I'm saying? So I'm switching it up. 
And that's how you end up getting best dress and all that. That's how you end up setting trends. People start following. You go into school and everybody rocking shell to Adidas, every color. You know, we really was a Nike, Jordan, you know, whatever the trend was type school. And there's nothing wrong with Adidas. Like I put some Yeezys on the other day. I'm loyal to Nike. So I'm, so like, I'm really surprised I'm telling you this like in public, but I put on some, um, some Yeezys on the other day. Man, that shoe was, was so comfortable to me. I'm not a, that you would never care. I never purchased a pair of Yeezys in my life. Like um, Adidas, like what I say Adidas, like I say shell toe, that's the real Adidas. You see what I'm saying? But what they have going on now is amazing. The comfort level, the James Harden shoes. I wanted them cats. I tried the hoop shoes, you know, uh, Dame Lillard's, uh, that whole oh, yeah. year. That's a good one. Yeah. So, I mean, I would never count out Adidas, but I'm a Jordan baby. I'm a Nike baby. So that's a little different in my world. All right. Um, usually, like, I ask people, like, when they first got their first big um, check from the league, like, 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 what was the first thing that they splurged on? But for you, I want to ask, um, when you first got to the league, like, what was the first grail that you brought that you always wanted that you didn't have prior to being in the league? Like just purchasing anything? No, like your first grail, like the most expensive shoe that you wanted prior, but you couldn't get it. Yeah, um, uh, that's what I'm saying. Like out of any shoe. Uh, yeah, any shoe. I don't, to tell you the truth, man, I, I had all the Jordan numbers before I got with Team Jordan. So you <laughs> see what I'm saying? No, My the man. thing about what with me is, was to, to be able to, to create my own joint. You see what I'm saying? So now we talking like getting into something nobody else gonna have. You see what I'm saying? So I wouldn't purchase anything. I would say, I would say got to create, you know, like, so when you get the joint brand, they tell you what number you want. You know, you put materials on whatever colors, you know what I'm saying? So now it's a different world, right? Well, we're gonna talk about the customs in a minute. But I know I ain't, you know, I always been custom. I signed with them at 20 years old. So it was like if you buy anything else with red bottom, you know, it had to be like some designer. It couldn't be a sneaker. So for your for your customs, were you more like a material type of person, like um like pony hair or or were you like more in the design area? So you talking about on the field or off the field? Both. So on the field, I'm talking comfort first. That's just Nike. Like you, you, you play receiver, you gotta have comfort with your feet. So we talking comfort first, and then we're gonna get into colors, and then we're gonna get into material. See, I, I think I was like the first young cat where Jordan just let do whatever. You see what I'm saying? So I was just doing whatever, like whatever colors, you know, I was making the whole color scheme for all of us, you know what I'm saying? We only, it was only like five Jordan brand cats at the time. So I came straight out of college to those guys. And after that, shoot, they gave me a green light. I was just creating whatever, you know? But it was more like material, it was more like performance, color, then material. You know, like 
the main custom I like that you rock was the all blue sixes. Against the Cowboys? Yeah. Yeah, it's my hometown. Um, so can you talk about like the creative process that you went through when you was um like pitching the shoe to to um to Jordan Brand? So my 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 problem was the NFL. See now you can wear all type of cleats, but when I first came in, they used to find me, bro. I used to get fined like ten thousand dollars every shoe I wore. You see what I'm saying? Nobody never said nothing about it. So what I did is I started making crazy shoes, and then I would like um for my foundation, I would get them auctioned off. You see what I'm saying? So they would bring in 30, 40 grand to my foundation. So I had to do that for two, three years and then I showed the NFL, you see what I'm saying? And then the NFL made the, my cause my cleat thing the next year after that, you see what I'm saying? But that blue cleat was for me and my foundation coming back to Dallas. And I was like, man, I want all blue. You know, I want to be harder than all the cowboy shoes. You see what I'm saying? They ain't even, they ain't even thinking like that. If I, if this was one of those, if I play for the cowboys type thing, you know, this, this was how I would rock it. And it was just all raw blue. You know, they thought I was crazy. I had some little sparkles in them, you know, where they shine when the light hit it. White shoe strings, you know, it was just something different, man. And I pulled it off, you know. But those cleats right there went for like 45 grand in my foundation. So I'm thankful for those people in Texas that supported that cause. That was that was before the my cause, my cleats. You see what I'm saying? Oh, so it was so it's too late for me to throw my name. I, <laughs> I was looking at them because um I was looking at them, I was like, man, what I would give to have those. Yeah, man, I shoot. We got some unseen before. I got some unseen, some untold stories over here with the cleats. So, you know, I'm, 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 I, I would say I'm more the um, the Mike Bibby of the football world when it comes to the football cleats. You see what I'm saying? You know, and I'm, and I'm kind of glad like that that the NFL and the NBA, for that matter, they kind of went away with um with finding players for um. For not following uniform rules when it came to their cleats or their sneakers, because to me that kind of like stifled like creativity, and um, boring. And the sneakers kind of you know kind of let um your personality show a little bit. Mm-hmm. That's what sneakers. That's what dressing is. This person is showing your personality, how you feel every day, right? Yeah, pretty much. That's how you feel, right? If you're hot, you're gonna dress. You know what I'm saying? You're gonna put some layers up. I mean, you if you're cold, you're gonna put some layers on. If you're hot, you're gonna wear your shorts. You're gonna, hey, you hot at the top, or you gonna, what you gonna do? Put a crew neck on. You, you, you know what I'm saying? I mean, if you're cold at the top, you're gonna put a crew neck on. If you, if you're hot at the bottom, you're gonna put some shorts on. You see what I'm saying? So that that what makes my style. You see what I'm saying? Like during, like during your days with the Niners, like I noticed you wore like a lot of nines and a lot of twelves. Like, was that your favorite? Um, Jordan silhouette. Yeah, probably the low top, the low top uh, nines. Uh, those, those low the nines. I did every number with the uh, with the, the, the niners. I did a low top eleven. With I did the Oreo before the Oreo came out with the purple bottom. I mean, I got a collection. I can show. I did the four, five, threes. I 
and uh, 7s, 8s, and 10, 11, 12. <laughs> uh, and that's, I probably stopped at the 12 for the now. Did, um, did you ever um, play in the um, ones? Because to me, like, that's my favorite shoe to look at. But... Uh, with the, the uh, Ravens, I had the all-gold ones. First one to wear those. Were you comfortable in it? Because to me, like, it's a good shoe to look at, but to wear it, it's like one of the most uncomfortable Jordans out there. Yeah, that's the thing, man. That's why I'm telling you, like, when I first came to the Jordan brand, I was not having, like, my whole thing was comfort. I wanted to put that midsole in there. That way it felt like a basketball shoe. You see what I'm saying? So I was standing on the table for stuff like that. And then it happened. Like before I came to, you know, the Jordan brand, it was no like uh, molded click bottoms, speed click. You see what I'm saying? It was more of a screw in thing. And they was trying to give me these numbers with screws and that you screw in. I was like, nah, man, we need to have the speed bottom. So they worked on that, man. And MJ and them did that, put that speed bottom on the cleat, and then that changed the game. Like, you could do any, you can put any shoe, and they all going to feel the same. You see what I'm saying? Because of that midsole. All right. So, like, when you, with the, when you would play with Baltimore, like, I remember you rocked the old school 13s, like the black and white colorway. Mm -hmm. And, um... Like, and where would you rank like the 13s among the Pantheon of all joint sneakers? Cause to me, I think that's one of his most important um, shoes. Well, I mean, I mean, everybody got their preference, you know what I'm saying? You know, to, like you said, to you, the 13, for me, it might be the threes, or you know what I'm saying? To, to somebody else, it might be the fives, you know, so. It's a, that's why I like all the numbers, man. You get it. It's a variety, you know. They always ask me, what's your favorite Jordan? I'm like, bro. All of them? Oh, yeah, it's all art, man. It's a silhouette. That's what they call it, a silhouette, each, each number. So, you know, I just like to play with the silhouettes. Like, we used to have, like I told you, we used to have the luxury of just building any shoe we want. You know what I'm saying? So... And your mind go blank when they do, you, hey, here go Jordan, whatever you want. You like, hold on, what you mean? They like, whatever you want. You like, okay, so I can put diamonds, whatever you want. Did you ever do anything with the, um, with the tools? Cause like that silhouette, you can do a whole lot with just how the shoe is laid out. Yeah, I got some walking tools. I got some shoes, regular shoes, tools that got some colors. All right, so um, like now the now the newest trend with Jordans is like, like Virgil, he's giving them the all white treatment, like with the ones and the fours. Like, how do you feel about that type of collaboration? Like, do you feel it kind of cheapens the legacy of the shoe, or do you feel like it kind of brings like a new light to the shoe? Yeah, one thing about you know Nike, they always before. They always in the future. They always beyond, over and beyond. Like you can't, if they collabing with somebody, that means that that person, they, it's a even trade. You see what I'm saying? Whether they getting the hype and then that person get to be with Nike. You see what I'm saying? So it's it's a win-win with, with whoever and however it comes. So I celebrate all the collabs because I know there's some guys out there that are super creative that be wanting to get their stuff off. You know what I'm saying? 
and these and these collabs help them help both of it both parties so it helped keep Jordan hip which he don't need no help doing that and, and it helped you know get boosting the other cat so it worked both ways you know I wouldn't mind seeing the 11s getting off-white treatment I mean like I think that'll put that shoe in a whole new stratosphere yeah I mean, see, I come from an era, man, where I'm in from Dallas, bro. And like the swap me here, we call it Big T. I was born and raised in there, bro. And when I tell you they got all the knockout Jordans that you could ever imagine back in the day. So when I see Jordans now, yeah, it's like I already seen it before. You see what I'm saying? When they come with these crazy orange and purple, I was like, we was doing that with like leather shorts. You know what I'm saying? When I was in middle school, you see what I'm saying? Like with the knockout joints, just having fun. We had the real joint. We had the real Nike, but we'll play with that just to match the outfit. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And fast forward to now, that's all that's coming out. Color, 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 like pack of Skittles. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Called Skittles. You know, I'm just saying that's a thing, <laughs> you know? You know, it's a variety. It ain't just one Jordan coming out. Everybody in line for one shoe, you know what I'm saying? Like, were you able to get the DR1s when it came out? DR1s? Yeah. Now, I'm not a one guy, so, you know, they sent out them ones. I, I try my hardest to tell them I don't want ones. I give them away. I'm not really like a ones guy. That's like, you know, everybody else hyped on it, but I'm not a ones guy. Like, the resale numbers for that shoe is crazy. Yeah. Like, I just wanted just to flip it, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, man, you, you get into that shoe game, you start thinking like that, you know? Ain't nothing wrong with it. Yeah, um, did you hear about the guy? Um, his mother worked for Nike. It was a big story yesterday and the day before I was reading all about it. His mother worked for Nike, and he was using her card to um, to buy shoes for his business and sell it on the side. And then the, the lady at Nike, she resigned because of it. Did you hear about that story? Oh, so I'm gonna ask you this. Do, do you think, do you, as a parent, you think you're not gonna know your son spending 130 grand or whatever, your money on some shoes at your bank account? You ain't gonna know 130 gone? Oh, she knew. She definitely knew, unless she has it like that, where she just don't know. You see what I'm saying? But yeah. So that's how I look at it. When it comes to that type of stuff, I ain't no big, I ain't no cat to be speaking on that because they be making up so much fake news. Oh, and I didn't know this to save face and save this. Like, hey man, you knew what was going on. That's a hustle. And he crazy for doing that anyway. He should just did it the hard, the, the hard way and go get on the brand and learn the stuff for real. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but if, if he wanted to be sneaky like that, he should have just kept it on the low instead of just running his mouth to a publication and posing on the ground. That's what I'm saying. He should have did that. Everybody wanted the easy way nowadays. And shoe wear, you go, if you're going to be in the business and my mama, this CEO or whatever the case may be, I'm going to go get a job and learn it and then open up a store. I'm going to make the 150 grand that way. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Right. All right. So, um, so in our opinion, like, do you think Jordan is the GOAT in um, basketball? Of course. It's, right. I mean, in our era, I mean, I'm a Dr. J fan too now, so I mean, it's different eras. 
All right, so um, so it's universally acclaimed that MJ is the GOAT. Like, and there was talk a few days ago that they wanted to change the NBA logo to um to Kobe's silhouette. Yeah. But I think if they do change the logo, I think it should be the Jumpman. But I just want to know um, what you think about that situation. Hey, I mean, either either one worked for me, but like I say, MJ is the GOAT, man. MJ, he branded, you know. I don't know how they would go with him, the logo and owning the team in the NBA. You see what I'm saying? I don't know how they would take that, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Like that's just massive right there. If I own the team and I'm the logo, like I'm I'm Mr. Basketball. You know what I'm saying? I mean, like for me, I grew up a Knicks fan, and it's kind of hard for me to to look to look at um that jump man on a Knicks uniform. So you're a real like, Knicks fan? Yeah, man. So like you don't know how much that um that kind of takes me back hey, to the old hey. days. I'm like, I mean, who? Wow, you, man. What's his name? Wes? Is it Jerry West? Who, who on there right now? Um, unofficially, it is Jerry West. They can't really say it's him because then they have to pay royalties to him. Okay, that's what I just made you say. So, so, um, so Jerry West. I mean, you cool with that? With the logo? I mean, it's the logo <laughs> I grew up with, so like I wouldn't mind them like keeping it. But if they are, but if they do change it, I wouldn't mind. Yeah, that's yeah. funny, man. That's funny, man. Hey, yeah. that's what it is, bro. <laughs> yeah. All right, so um, so like you're a big Dallas Mavericks fan, right? Oh yeah, of course. So um, like Luca to me, he's the real deal. Like, how long before he wins his first MVP? See, I'm a real Mavericks fan, man, and I'm, and I'm happy you asked me something like that because I don't really get to talk about my boy, but. If Luca, Luca, that's my boy. Listen here, the Mavericks, when we won the championship, or when we was contending for championship, a contender for championship, we had dogs. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't just one or two. We had Dirk and the Wish. You know what I'm saying? But when you take a go back to the 2011 team, we had Dirk, Jason Terry, Jason Kidd, Pager, uh, um, um. Um, hold on, let me give my, give my guys. Um, Josh Howard. We had defense. We had dogs. We had shooters. You know what I'm saying? And, and then we had your stars. You feel what I'm saying? We need to get back to that. Like, we need more dogs. Like, I love this team this year. I hope, hopefully, we can go and be a threat. But we we giving more dogs around him. It's over with. More names. Nowadays, they stacking up. You know, one guy get hurt, he had 10 games, they got they got another star producing at a high level. You see what I'm saying? I don't think people understanding that. They seeing, like you seeing James Harden, KD, and Kyrie together. You need that nowadays because of injury and, 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 and the possibility of injury, you know? Look at Clay. Clay went down. You still got Steph, and, and they kind of hurt, and they need that third star power. You know, you know, my favorite part of that 2011 Mavericks, um, Mavericks team was when um, J.J. Barea and Jason Terry um, shut down LeBron. Like, to me, that was the funniest thing. Well, I wouldn't say all that, but J.J. Barea came in and did his job and he had every open shot, you know, he shot. So, 
you know, they play they play their role, you know, A plus. You know, and down the line, I think Luca, you know, I think he's the future of the league, man. I don't want to say this year, but probably next year, he's gonna win his first MVP. I mean, I won't say the future of the league. He a threat, you know what I'm saying? He one of my favorite. I got his jersey. I don't give people jersey like that. And I got Luca jersey in my closet, you know? Luca and Luca and Kobe, like, but what I'm saying is he until he get help, we won't see that. You know what I'm saying? Unless, you know, he gonna do the the Go through the first six years of just balling and shooting every shot, getting averaging 40 points to get that MVP, you know what I'm saying? Or we're going to win a championship. You don't think um, that New York favorite son, Porzingis, is enough for Luka? Nah. <laughs> he, 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 I mean, he's nice, but he, he needs he need help. We need somebody down there that's going to bang. Like we had Tyson Chandler, you see what I'm saying? Back in the gap, we talk about that team. Like we had length, you know, we had somebody that was strong. Like you got, you got to have that. You need it, you know. You, you know, um, shot blockers. Andre Drummond is on the trade block. I think he'll be a nice piece for you. Come on, man, just come to the Mavericks, bro. Just come. Just be you. Come and be real strong in the paint. Shoot, whatever. Come on, we need you. I need to just go ahead and tweet that tonight. Come on, man. Um, All right, so like, who else would you like to see on the Mavericks? I want a strong young cat, like you know what I'm saying, like, like I need, we need a strong young cat, like a wing, like we need a real strong wing, like that shoot, dunk, you know, with a lot. Of, I need them vertical. We need, we need the vertical aspect, you know, block, shot block, and dunks. We need that, that we need that energy because Luca gonna do it on offense, you know. All right, so how about John um, John Collins from the Hawks? He's he's on the um, block too. I think he'll be a good fit. I think he's a better fit than Porzingis. They need to sign you up for um, in the recruiting aspect of this NBA, man. Cause Collins, shoot, both of them are do. If we get both of them, and, and that'll 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 put some depth to us. If we get both of them, you see what I'm saying? That's we gonna not just one. We need a two thing. Like I ain't no. Whatever you gotta do. So you know. where were you when the Mavericks won in 2011? Watching the game, you know. You know, right. biggest fan that you gonna see. All right, so say they're in the NBA Finals next year or whatever, and they hypothetically win. Are you the first person at the parade? If they have a parade, because I don't know if they're still doing that with COVID. No, nah, man, I, I ain't never been. I don't go to the parade, man. The, the last parade I was at when the Cowboys won the Super Bowl. Uh, I was Jesus, how long was that? Man, I was a baby, man. <laughs> that don't count. You know what I'm saying? And <laughs> those are too much. But listen here, I would, I go to the games, you know. Before the COVID, I used to go to the games, you know. Any big game, I'm there. Mark Cuban, I don't catch, they know. Michael Finley, my guy, all of them, I'm, I'm at the game, you know. That's that's my thing. All right, so other than the Mavericks, like what other players and teams do you like to watch? Spurs. Wow, really? I didn't I didn't think you was gonna pick them because they're like the world's most boring team. That's what you think, man. Like, you know, I come on real basketball cat. Like I come up from real hoop, you know what I'm saying? Park to AAU. 
you know, I'm going, we, I've been going there to with Mike Conley and Kevin Durant now since I was a baby, you know what I'm saying? So I come up with real hoop life. And I hate to throw their names out there, but you know how football cats do, you know, you gotta let, let them know I was a real hooper. I ain't no, you know, strong football player out there. We hooping. So I came up like that. So that's my, that's my lane. So like, even like my AAU team right now, I got AAU team crowd five. We like top five in Texas. You see what I'm saying? And what was they, it like hooping with um KD and kind of like a practice type environment? Did it like ever get real where you're like, where you was just kind of just playing around for fun and then kind of got, got competitive? Against KD now? Or, yeah, or against anybody. always competitive. Like I play, he played for um a DC team. I played for Team Texas. And we were like top, top five teams in the nation at the time. So whenever we played them, and then we played against Greg Odom, Daquan Cook, uh, Mike Conley, they all was on the same team. And we would go neck and neck. We'll beat them one year, they'll beat us the next. And we'll be in nationals. So it was always competitive when we, when we seen them guys. My best friend was number one in the nation at the time, Darrell Arthur. He went to Kansas, played. Oh yeah, he was with the Grizzlies, I think. Yeah, we never played on a different team growing up. So you see what I'm saying? Like, so. We would, we would go at these, these boys every time we see them. Like, what made you choose football over um, basketball? Well, I mean, it came to the point, like, I was like, because I played quarterback in football, you see what I'm saying? And I just played basketball. So I'd never been to no football camps, nothing. I was just always a hooper. But at the, when it came to my senior year, I was like, man, I can hoop. I can just go play both. So I'm like, I'm just gonna go play both. And then when I got to school, I bowed out so hard in football that, I mean, I had a couple of meetings with Bobby Knight on why I needed to come out there, you know what I'm saying? Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's, I was real. Like, Bobby Knight gave me my first scholarship my sophomore year, basketball. I ain't had no football scholarship. I was straight hoop. So I had at least Villanova, I had all them schools, man. What was it like um, meeting Bobby Knight? Man, I, I can tell you a story. I tell the same story. You know, I remember being in AAU, bro. I'm in AAU. We playing in North Texas. My my teammate throw the ball from out of bounds. I come, catch it, oop, one hand, boom, dunk on like two kicks. And I'm talking noise to the coach. I'm, I'm, I'm you know, I'm cussing. Ooh, do, ooh, ooh, do, ooh. Yeah, to the other team because I used to play with them. I heard somebody in the background said, Crabtree, sit, shut, shut, set the F up and play ball. I turned around, it was Bobby Knight. <laughs> so I ended up having like, I said like 28 that game. When I got back to school, they offered me. You see what I'm saying? That next summer, I had that offer my sophomore year. Like, they want you to come tech, you know what I'm saying? But I didn't commit. So. Offers start growing, you know, once they hear about one school, you know what I'm saying? Man, I could only imagine what a practice with Bobby Knight was like. Man, I practiced with Tech a couple times, you know, I go in the gym, but it's just all hoop, you know, like, you know, if, where I look at it with Bobby Knight, if, I want to say, take it how you want to take it. If you weak, I mean, he going to be on you. You see what I'm saying? That's any coach. You see what I'm saying? I ain't never gotten to it with a coach or a coach ain't never, 
we had they had stories of Mike Singletary making you cry. Like, hey man, that's all lies. I ain't never gotten to it with no coach. Ain't never been nothing like that because they just coaches. You feel mm -hmm. what I'm saying? They're human. Ain't no, we playing ball. I'm in the show. You know what I'm saying? When you playing ball, you thinking, I'm going to listen to what the coach say, but I'm the show, you know? That's in any aspect. So Bobby Knight is kind of like Larry Brown. Like, and what I mean by that, like, both coaches, like, they're, they're hard on you, but they'll break you down to the player that they think that you should be. Yeah, and then at the same time, they like tough, tough, tough players, too. So... You look at their roster. I mean, like all the cats they done had, they pretty much disciplined and tough guys. You know what I'm saying? All right. So before I get you out of here, like I want to play a game of start, bench, cut, but with um Jordans. All right. Mm -hmm. So um, the first one is the 11s, the ones, and let's say the fives. Like start, bench, cut. I gotta do it in that order. No, whichever order you want. This the one. No, you said start bench cut? Yeah. Cut the ones. Bench the All 11. Right. Oh, wow. You bench the 11s? Yeah, because, you know, I, I, I'm going against the grain. Everybody, I love the pattern. We're going to start the five. All right, <laughs> all right. So let's do one more round, but um, but with um, but with rappers that have sneaker lines. So like Drake and his OVO line. Come on with. Um, Travis Scott, his um, what is it? Cactus Jack, his line, and let's throw in Kanye and his Yeezys. Woo, man. All right. We gonna we gonna see. We gonna cut Yeezy. We gonna bench Drake. No, we gonna bench Drake. I mean, we gonna cut Drake. <laughs> oh wow! You just we really on one today. We gonna cut Drake. We gonna bench Yeezy, and we starting cat because Jack. Is a Texas baby, and we we do it the right way, and it's only way one way to do it, and that's big, and everything big and take, and everything he done did, is, man, it's different. All the stuff, the colorways, you ain't gonna. That's different. You see what I'm saying? The stitching. Come on, am I making this up or what? <laughs> nah, nah, man. All facts, man. Okay, all right. So. Yo, um, and Kanye, he just got divorced. Like, is there any chance that we can get him back and bring him home to us? Uh, he he gonna he got a he got a fan base out of this world, so he gonna be all right. <laughs> all right, man. So, um, I want to thank you for joining me today. Like, I really do appreciate your time and like talking kicks with someone who truly loves and enjoy the culture mm -hmm. as much as I do was like a big honor for me. So, thank you. Hey, man, appreciate you for having me, brother. As always, we can talk kicks all day, so that's natural.